Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sir Mr Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another episode of the Melchester Odyssey. We're going through the book, The Best of the Roy the Rovers, 1980s. We're at a stage now, uh, I'll read the little bit at the beginning that tells us exactly where we're at. Uh, a massive crowd had welcomed Roy back to managerial duty following his recovery from a gunshot wound. But the expected celebration victory over Dalton failed to materialise as Melchester Rovers turned on a chaotic display of skilled but reckless football. Oh, it almost kind of. Uh, when was this? This was late '82, wasn't it? No, this is March '82. It almost preempts that Brazil side, the 1982 World Cup. Yes, skillful, but ultimately but reckless, slightly mm. reckless. Yeah, um, I like that. It's the best sort of team. Let's be honest, skillful yeah, but reckless. I don't like it. skillful, but also somehow conservative. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're, they're really good going forward, but they're really, like, tight at the back and out of possession. Yeah. Fuck that. I like a team where when they lose possession, they lose it from someone just being a silly cunt and trying to do a nutmeg on the edge of their own area. But when they lose it, they just the player just fucking gets the ump and strolls backwards. Yeah, I was just about to agree with you there, and then I thought, no, I hate those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I like them, and I thought about it. No, I don't. The Sunderland team at the minute is really tight at the back and we're winning games by the old goal. Well, and I like winning. shit to watch. Mm. But we're winning. I don't care. I don't care how we well, win. Well, yeah, I mean, win. but yeah, when we had Allardyce as our manager, as you've had as well, but we had him for longer than King. you. We had him for longer than you. You had him for like one season, I think, mm. right? And he turned, and you'd been in chaos for a while. So he's the yeah. perfect person to get into steady as shit because he's very charismatic. He knows exactly what he wants the players to do. So it's just straight, bang, hits the ground running, everyone falls into line, gets you organised. But after you've had it for like three, four seasons, you're like, <laughs> fuck, this is boring, because it never changes. You, he goes yeah. into that mode, and that's how it stays. And yeah. after three years, you're thinking, well, we, we thought we'd develop. We wanted you to make us a sort of a hard-to-beat team, but then mm. build from there. But it never really does. So in a way, you know... Paolo Di Canio is one of my favourite West Ham players of all time. And he used to always try something outrageous when he yeah. got the ball. Yeah. And when it didn't come off, he would make no effort whatsoever to try and make up for his mistake <laughs> or win the ball back. In fact, more often than not, he would 
fall onto his knees and beat <laughs> the ground with his fist and then shout at God and then inexplicably yeah. start having a go at like one of his teammates who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I just found that entertaining. Yeah, I guess so. One of my favourite things in football at the minute is this obsession with playing out from the back, particularly oh. if teams don't have the players with the requisite skill to do it. I know. I, Why are I, they doing it? I don't know. Because, because it's the in it. thing to do. Yeah, it's stupid. Exactly. If, I had a, if I had a manager who was doing that, and it's always some Andrews up themselves, of which we get a lot nowadays, because Guardiola, your Guardiolas of this world are all about massive ego. Like, you know, it's all about yeah. them. Yeah. Right? And there's a lot of kind of clones of him around. Like, so you get Graham Potter, who you marked out early doors as, I don't think you said he was a charlatan, but you said he was a poser and a yeah. hipster. Yeah. And, you know, listen, Brighton, you you can't be doing that. Mm. you got to fucking, you got to fucking sometimes just do what your players, you build the system around the players you've got, not vice versa. Yeah. And you've got, your players have got to adapt to whatever the situation is at any given time. If there's a situation mm. where it just needs to be launched or kicked yeah. into touch, just fucking do that. But they don't. Fucking you see these teams trying to, trying to play triangles around pressing attackers and then getting it nicked off them. There's not there's no goal I love more at the moment than seeing one that's been caused by a team trying to play it from the back that can't do it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely right. It's fucking hilarious. Because it's like, lads, yeah. what the fuck are you doing, right? You need a whole bat line of France Beckenbauer's to do this mm. well, you know? Um, and it's just fucking stupid. I uh, read, a, I heard a Desert Island Discs, I think I talked about it before, um, a month or two ago, Jack Charlton, he's done two. Oh, yeah. I think I might have listened to them both. So he did one like in the 70s when he was reflecting on winning the World Cup, but then he did one in the, I think the early noughties wow. with twice. Sue Lawley. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the few to have done it twice. He's like kept like Kenneth Williams. I think McCartney might have done it twice. Right. Right. And obviously, Jackie Charlton. So Jack, <laughs> Jack Charlton, though, but people think, oh, Jack Charlton, he was just this sort of bluff kind of, you know, Geordie who was very simplistic and his yeah. football reflected that. But no, Jack Charlton was a poet, right? Mm. A, a thinker. Yeah. A, a, a man lover. of substance. A lover, a lover too. A fighter. A, a gentle lover <laughs> and yet a brutal fighter. Yeah. <laughs> you often find you get those two together, don't you, combined? You do. Yeah. You do, yeah. Sometimes the most ugly fighters are the gentlest lovers and vice versa. Anyway... He was taught. He was Sue Lawley wouldn't stop pressing him because she's always a complete bastard to her subjects. <laughs> she couldn't stop pressing him on her. I mean, she didn't know what the fuck she was on about. She'd found out. She went, "What's a stick to beat this man with?" Because she particularly yeah. hates her working class guests, as we've discussed before. Well, yes, yeah, right. Because it reminds her of her own class shame that yeah. she feels every day. That she don't grow. Yeah, <laughs> she and uh, she was from Dudley, wasn't she? She was from Dudley, but she went, oh, and you, and you played football, your father was a minor, how ghastly. <laughs> you must be so delighted to be sat here in a studio. Do you know what it is, you awful little ape? Do you know what that, that's called a microphone? To have raised to this level of society rather than just being down the mines where you belong. <laughs> like your preposterous father. <laughs> <laughs> um... But, like, she's going, we? oh, yeah, because you played all shit football, didn't you, right? You played mm. shit football where you just fucking knock it up there. And he went, no, you're wrong about that. And he explained, he's like, he basically gives it, if you want to go there, 
love. We'll mm. fucking go there. <laughs> but you just remember, you started this. I didn't want to talk to you about football tactics, but you fucking started it, and I'm going to finish it, you cunt, right? And he explains to her in really convincing tone about, look, we had these players. He goes, I've just seen the 1986 World Cup, and all of the successful teams had a, like, incredibly talented number 10 who it went mm. through, right? So he says, so, you know, England had Hoddle... But, you know, uh, fucking Brazil had Zico, Argentina had Maradona, and so on and so on. France had Platini. He goes, and the whole fucking thing was built around go, the ball going through them and them dictating the play. And they're the guys you get to the finals, right? He said, mm. but every other team, there was like the teams that thought, well, that's the successful system that successful teams play. So we will emulate it, despite the fact they didn't have that world-class player. For it, yeah. Right? Because there's hardly any of them around. And they would fail miserably. He goes, but there was a few teams you thought, no, we're not going to just follow the system because that system is it's not the system that's successful. It's the fact they've got the luxury of having a world-class yeah, yeah. player yeah. in it. So he said, so I just thought, no, we're going to have to approach it differently and we're going to have to get it from front to back quick, quicker mm-hmm. than that because we're not going to be able to. It just made perfect sense. He explained it. Everyone sort of wrote Jackie Charlton off because he was a laugh mm-hmm. as like a bit of an idiot and the football was simplistic. He was simplistic. Couldn't be more wrong. Fucking owned Lawley. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched Niall Quinn play for Sunderland, and I know that if you've got Niall Quinn in your team, there's a good chance if you hit it long, something's going to happen off Niall Quinn. And they had Cascarino yeah. before that who did it as well. Yeah. So yeah. play to your strengths, innit? Play to your fucking strengths. No wonder they were successful because they didn't ever have a midfield craftsman. They had a couple of decent had Liam Brady players. for a while. Yeah, that was yeah. earlier on in his... Um, yeah. and, and he was a world-class player. Then later they would have had, I think they had John Sheridan was quite classy on the ball. Roy Keane was never that kind of player. well class Andy Townsend. Field, but not that. <laughs> Andy Townsend was their playmaker. Uh, and who was the other one I was just thinking of a minute ago? Uh, bloke who played for Ipswich. They, they had a few, they had a few deep, but they, you know, he was basically saying, unless you've got one of the elite, like mm. top five fucking number yeah. 10s in the world, you've got to play another play way. And, and I think, you know, I don't want West Ham Playing, I mean, West Ham are playing a particular style of football at the moment that uh, David Moyes has clearly built around the players he's got at his, his disposal. Mm. Rather than saying, this is the system that works, you lot better fucking learn it quick or we're fast. It's, it's good It's good that he's found a club where he can do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I had a good start on match of the day on Saturday as well. Uh, Frank Lampard's Chelsea have conceded something like 68 goals in 45 games that he's been in charge. Oh, that's fucking a lot of goals. Man. Oh, for a man who's as easily triggered as him I yeah, mean it must yeah. it can't be doing his blood pressure much it's, good it's ongoing sources of fun for us right anyway Roy the Rovers mm. skilled but reckless football as we've yeah. just mentioned um, at the top as well it always gives you a little preview of what's going to happen in this episode and it says ignoring calls from his teammates Duncan Mackay steamed for goal Steamed. steamed. Yeah, steamed. They put that in quote marks as they if have. it's a slang word that you may be unfamiliar with. I've never but heard of it. Steam, well, steaming in used to be a thing. There was a book That's about a hooliganism in the 80s called mm. Steaming In. Do you remember that book? It was yeah. quite famous. Yeah. So steaming everyone was on about steaming. But it was, the, you know, we weren't long past the steam age. In those days, steam as a form of energy was really well respected. Steam, steam was everywhere. Yeah, you'd have everyone was like fucking steam. You don't get more powerful than that. You'd have still had steam kettles back then. We yeah. had a, we had a steam microwave 
early yeah. 80s. Yeah. Everything was with the steam fridge. You had to shovel lots, coal lots in the back of it. Dogs. Dogs were steam powered. Steam powered. Then, that's why the shit was but, light. You know, this was all pre-iPhone. Everything's digital now. So you don't, people don't talk about steam with in Not such reverential terms anymore. Never really goes away though, does it? Might get oh, a comeback. Sure there, mate. You know, post-Brexit, post-COVID, steam mm. might be coming back. We might find ourselves steam. doing the first steam-powered you, podcast. You could almost call it nature's fire, couldn't you? you Think about it. Sort of, be- yeah. Because it it's powerful, it creates heat. Yeah. It's dangerous if not respected properly. Yeah. It's nature's fire. It is. Like leopard seals and nature's snakes. Let's mm. move on from steam, I think, Sam. And try okay. and concentrate on Roy the Rovers. Uh, right, so what's happening here? Uh, Noel Baxter, with a big fucking daft grin on his face, is uh, clearing across by heading it back to Charlie Carter. <laughs> and he's got a big smile on his face and he just goes, Yours, Charlie! And uh, the Lampard in the crowd says, what a way to clear across a back header to the keeper. To which uh, Charlie Carter's not happy at all. He goes, you, you uh, idiot, Noel. <laughs> He's returned back to his uh, Native American. Yeah. I'm bad, defensive error, Noel. <laughs> um, heap, cock up. <laughs> I fucking Carter. hate Noel Baxter. He's yeah. my worst one yeah. in the team. Is he yours? Yeah, of course he is, yeah. But we found out something earlier, which I'll not talk about. We found out something earlier about Noel Baxter's future. Which about kind of his face. Us. <laughs> don't, don't see it. <laughs> don't see it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That'll be coming up on an episode in approximately four years from now. Mm. So keep yeah. listening. Um, it says Charlie Carter was still somewhere from the ball as a Dalton player nipped in. And he has. He's just nipped in and just poked it into the, into the goal. Ah, says Charlie Carter. <laughs> Uh, it's there, three one to Dalton. This is crazy. It is. That's the best <laughs> way to describe it. It is. This is Melchester. Let's not forget in the second division, unbeaten mm. so far this season, three one yeah. down at home. It is crazy, unbelievable, crazy stuff. Uh Blackie Gray tried to restore order. It says because of course Blackie is uh, in charge on the pitch while Roy still in the dugout. Come on, lads, concentrate. We're supposed to be making this a special occasion for Roy. Remember? Always thinking and about goes, Roy. Always thinking about Roy, then. And Duncan Mackay says, Aye, Blackie's hate. Let's settle down and start playing like professionals. <laughs> <laughs> settle down. <laughs> We're settle playing like down, covers. you bastards. We're playing like toddlers in a ball pool. Get out of the metaphorical ball pool and get, get your head in the game. The hopscotch. We are not at a soft play compound designed for busy mothers to occupy <laughs> their young children when they are still pre-nursery age. While they catch up on their social media needs. <laughs> Some of them have a Costa Coffee concession. <laughs> it can be lonely being a young mum. It's good for them to get out and interact with other young mums over a latte. People underestimate well, the mental health impact of having young children if their father is either not around or working long hours in the daytime. 
<laughs> also, the children can frolic. It's the lack of adult conversation. Other you end the day having not had a sensible adult interaction once. It can send you mad. Of course you love the children. It's nothing to do with that. Put that to one side. But remember, you are still a woman. You are still an individual. You are more than just a mother. Motherhood can be a prison, almost. <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> the community should do more to support these mothers. They are, after all, the guardians of the next generation. I hope that once we re-elect a Labour government, they'll introduce <laughs> something like Show Start, where play centres can crop up in areas of poverty so that the mothers can get together and do things like baby yoga with their little ones. It will also allow women to rejoin the workforce, not only giving them a better sense of fulfilment in their life, but also contributing in turn to the country's tax revenue. And so the virtuous circle will continue. Of course, this also applies to men because stay-at-home dads are very much a part of our future. (laughs) Even though they feel weird when they go to the soft place and it's full of women. Sometimes you can feel like a creep who is there only to eye up the mothers in their tight jeans. (laughs) Even worse, you may be identified as a nonce if you do not keep your own child close to you and visible at all times. You could find yourself isolated in the corner, looking at the women in their tight jeans, but also worrying that you're being branded a pervert. And nevertheless, men, society's attitudes must change if men are going to play a significant role in their child's upbringing, which they should, because too many young children are growing up without positive male role models in their lives. This is why they will fall victim to gangs, street crime, drugs, and worst, knife culture. <laughs> As I say, let's settle down. <laughs> and he does, he, you know, he, he practices what he preaches. He d- takes the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, Duncan Mackay, it says, seemed determined to follow up his words with action. It says in the little, the little box there. Uh, he is, uh, he's steaming. That's the word I would use. He's steaming. He's slaloming his way through the entire Dalton team. Great tackle. That's better, Duncan. Shouts a crowd member. Ooh! Shouts a Dalton player as as fucking uh, Duncan just plows through him. The Scots showing them the way, he says. (laughs) Play up, Scotch. Oh, how I love a strong Scotsman. This strong wills <laughs> and determination. You hairy brute. <laughs> Jalapeño. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. Uh, and there he goes. Oh, he's got his socks rolled down a little bit as well. Look. Of course he has. Love it. Um, of course he has. He's, he's got no trifle with fucking pulled up socks. He's a Scotsman. Yeah. So he's, he's working his way right through the whole fucking uh, Dalton team. Kenny Logan's there on his right. Also a Scotsman. Who says, with you, Dunk. And then someone shouts, Jimmy's free on your left. And Jimmy, Jimmy Slade's there. Shouts, lay it off, man. Mackay thinks, ye must be joking. Ye cunt. And you then English at cunt. Look at that next frame, Sam. Look at that. Whoa, it's the se- it's one of the sexiest frames they've done in ages. Isn't it? Look at the fucking look at, muscle Look at the definition. muscular definition on yes. his thigh. It's incredible. <laughs> and what's he thinking as he fucking blasts incredible. the ball goalwards? He's thinking, apart, apart from, from penalties, penalties, I have this squad won this season. Oh, <laughs> I have this squad won, you bastards. <laughs> And the the Lampard Ooh, he's had a go crowd. from thirty yards. Yeah, he he he's had a go from thirty yards. It almost the takes the defender trying to score. <laughs> the, the the Scotch defender is trying to score a goal. It almost takes the defender's head off. Um, and there it is, straight past the keeper, who looks exactly like Ipswich's Paul Cooper. Mm-hmm, That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, guest appearance. Um, from the crowd, we hear "Glory be!" It's in "Glory be!" It's a bit match. Ever heard anyone shout "Glory be" at a football match? I haven't. Never ever. "Glory be!" It's in three-two. Hooray! They all shout. Fucking cunts! Fucking get it! I fucking get another one. I fuck you, fucking cunts! At half time, they've still got smiles all over their faces as they're coming off. Who's the Jamaican fella? I forgot That's his name. That's uh, Vernon Elliott. Vernon Elliott, of course it is. Yeah, he says, "Well, you can't say we haven't played entertaining football." Uh, I'm not doing the accent. Kenny Logan says, "So it why felt are we like losing? you were going. It felt like you were in two minds because I, 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 I sensed there was a hint, and then you uh, bottled it. I did. Did I pull back? It's not racist to uh, do a West that, Indian uh, accent, Kenny Logan surely. Or it's very hard to tell the difference between Noel Gaxter and Ken Logan, Noel but Gaxter I think judging by think. the irritating, shit-eating grin on his it's face, Baxter, yeah. I'd say Noel Baxter, yeah. yeah. So why are we losing, he says. And then Blackie says, I, uh, I reckon old Roy would like to make a comment on that. So, uh, yeah, Blackie was right, it says, and Roy's there in the changing room at half-time. Uh now look, he says, I'm not going to let you throw away your unbeaten record just because I... And uh, Noel hands him a, a bottle of milk, a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Get that Roy, down, yeah. Drink your milk and take it easy. <laughs> drink your fucking oh, milk. Fucking milk. Well, oh, no. Are you taking a fucking piss? Are you going to make me a white Russian? The fuck's going on here? Cocktail hour. Um, he gives him his milk and 
he says, you know what the doctor said? You're not to get excited. And Roy says, but, but, uh, you just watch the game and enjoy yourself. Blackie says, let us worry about Dalton. And then Roy's just got this fucking, ah, whatever expression on his face. Hmm. Because they're in such an exuberant mood. Uh, they are just like toddlers, aren't they? He can't calm them down, can't control them, can't tell them what to do. And he just says, ah, what's the use? I might as well talk to a corner flag while they're in a mood like this. <laughs> now, fuck me. We've come a long way from the uh, the management of Alf Ramsey to this, haven't we? Yeah. Well, it's a big step I don't back. know whether they're taking the piss because they think he's vulnerable. Because mm. with Alf, they were, like, they were well drilled. They knew they their fucking place. They were uh, tactics but suddenly, and everything. They've all gone like hysterical with excitement. He's back. Plus, they think yeah. he's a bit of a soft touch. It's like Mr. Killer Car PE teacher, who's a bit of a cunt, to be honest. Like he, he, he really, he was a classic PE teacher. He, pro- he approached it like, you know, like he thought he was a drill sergeant in the army. Right. All that stuff. Loads of fucking that grow of mouth. And um, but then he got uh, meningitis. I don't know how he got it, but he was off for probably off probably a, a whole season. year. Is that how you get it? I think so. Right. Crawls up your bum, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not looking. <clears throat> I don't even know what it is, to be honest, but... <clears throat> it's, what is it? Is it to do with the brain? It's a, it's the brain, yeah. Mm, well, he fucking got it, and he, he was off for pretty much a year. Mm. Uh, because first, he was, you know, people thought he was going to die because it's, you know, high risk of death. Then he pulled through. You keep hearing rumours coming back from other teachers. Then he pulls through it, but then he had to have like another fucking half year just to rest because you're yeah. so fucked. He fucking came back and everyone made the mistake because they said, Mr. Killett's come back, but he's going to ease his way back in. Right, yeah. Well, he fucking, he comes back and he is not, um, he, is, he, he, is, he comes back and everyone thinks he's a soft touch now. He's damaged. He's done his fucking nothing. Fucking hell, we soon learned our lesson. Because as soon as we gave him any shit, he were, he thought, I'm going to have to go double mental on them to make sure they yeah. fucking know. Yeah. yeah. I remember him going, going, you want to take this more seriously? He was all right, cut me. You want to take it more seriously? He goes, because if not, he goes, if I hadn't been as fit as I am, right? Went always bragging about how fit he was, even though we later found out he smoked like 20 fags a day. Because I ended up getting off with a girl who wasn't from the school, like, oh. a few years later. <laughs> Exotic. Who, who, who kill it, yeah, got off with a non-school girl. Now, it's when I was at Sixth Form College, got off with a girl, went to a different school, started knocking about there. She said, oh, yeah, you went to that school. Oh, yeah, Mr. Killett, they're the PE. He's a family friend. Oh. I was like, give me the intel. Yeah. She's like, well, for starters, he smokes 20 fags a day. <laughs> I was like, the fucking cunt. I knew it because he fucking had me up against the wall going, if you don't start taking PE more seriously, you could be at risk of death. I got meningitis. <laughs> and the only reason I am standing here today and not six foot under is because I keep my body in such good condition. And I was like, fucking hell, all right, all right. Get off me. <laughs> but... Just goes to show you've got to be careful when, uh, you know, don't think your boss is a soft touch. Don't think that the gaffers yeah. are a soft touch because they've you, been ill because they will come back tougher. You never know when death will come knocking at your door. <laughs> Try harder in basketball, you can't. 
He asked my mate Lawrence. I mean, I still remind my mate Lawrence of this every fucking time I see him because it was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen, right? There was a tennis tournament against another school. Not many kids played tennis, right, mm. in in any of the local schools, but they 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 were trying to encourage us. And but my mate Lawrence, he was a good tennis player, right? He'd played a lot of tennis. He was good, he was good all round sportsman. So he was our key man, right? Right. And uh, as we all left out of the PE building, Mister Killett goes, Lawrence, come here. I want to talk to you about a tennis tournament, <laughs> right? And. Um, he went, all right, and we said, we'll wait for you outside. So we're waiting outside the doors of the sports centre, right? I'm not fucking joking. I mean, how, how he didn't get sat for this, I don't know. But about a couple of minutes go by, right? And Lawrence, like a lot of very good sportsmen, mm. very arrogant, right? <laughs> yeah, it's school. He was one of my best mates, but, you know, one of the kids who's, like, fucking top in pretty much every sport. And so, confident. so, yeah, so they're too confident, basically. And uh, next thing we know, right, we're all standing there waiting for him. He comes flying through the double doors, flying. Killer has picked him up by the sort of lapels of his blazer and gone, bang, and just chucked him through the fucking doors. It was like something from a Wild West saloon movie. We've, like, jumped out. And, of course, we've he's landed on his ass. We are pissing ourselves laughing, right? Because you might get him thrown through some doors at that age. It's like, this is what you get up in the morning to see it's shit like that, thing, don't you? It? Yeah, yeah. It's what keeps you going to school because you think yeah. today's the day something, some terrible fate could befall one of my yeah. best mates and I'll get to laugh about it. Killett comes raging out after him, picks him out off the floor... And then fucking pins him against the wall and he's shouting red in the face. If you ever talk to me like that again, if you try to disobey an order again, I will finish you. Right? Do you know, all it said is, it asked him to fucking chuck a game. He goes, look, these cunts at the school up the road, they've barely hit a fucking tennis ball in their life. They've got two decent players, but you're going to meet them in the later rounds. In the first round, I want you to give. I want you to give a few games to this lad because if not, if you just do him, like you know, uh, if you do him, if you whitewash him, he'll, he'll never want to pick up a racket again. So look, you're our best lad. So you just give him a few games as a bit of encouragement. And of course, Lawrence, because he's a cunt, it's just gone. <laughs> don't think so. He's done a full Lampard. Yeah, I, I don't see why I should. I have been taught and trained and raised to do my absolute best in every situation. And never give an inch to the opposition. <laughs> and he's gone, you watch, you little cat. And he's gone, I think you have my answer. The, and my answer is no. And at that point, he just picked, he just seen sir. Red. He picked, he'd seen Red quite understandably and just fucking thrown him through <laughs> some doors. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh, God. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mr. Killett, not to be trifled with. A a post-meningitis, Mr. Killett, was a dangerous proposition. Yeah. Fucking powder keg. Uh, Right, where are we? So, they're back out in the second half. Uh, Roy's realised he can't give them a team talk. There's no point. It says, as the amazing game continued, and the crowd say, they're all trying to score now. Blackie Gray is the only Melchester player in his own half, apart from Charlie Carter. What's Blackie Gray doing back there? He's all over the pitch. Fuck me! I always I think, think of like... Blackie Gray as like as the style of footballer as being like a sort of a like a Frank Lampard, not in personality, but in 
in style or Steven Gerrard. I think that Blackie is full box to box because mm. you know he can he can play up front as well. He's played up front before when Roy's been injured. Yeah, but you're going to need him, aren't you? You're going to need him in the final third. You don't. You, I mean, fucking Vic Guthrie's up there for fuck's sake, isn't he? He, he will. He will pop up, Blackie, with fifteen goals, ten to fifteen goals season. He'll pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Late runs into the box, etc. Truly Roy's lieutenant, but he's wearing the number 90, dear. Weird. Isn't he? So that's just weird. Uh, it says it was only a matter of time before Dalton took full advantage of the situation. Yeah, quite right. And they just hit a long ball out from their box. Two players run onto it. Blatty Gray's out near the touchline for some fucking reason. Uh, that's a long ball and they're onside. And Blackie can do nothing. Blackie's <laughs> chasing this Dalton player down. No chance. He says, "Come out, Charlie! Come out, Charlie! Out of the angle!" Charlie, Charlie got, says, "You're joking. At this distance, there aren't any angles. You make um heap joke, but <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> I speak literal and metaphorical." Um, crowd member no shouts. Angle. Uh, He's right. My old granny could have lobbed him. Oof brutal uh, and they do Charlie runs out and he just gets lobbed and shouts <laughs> he seems to be pray. he seems to be attempting to summon the rain gods yeah he is, I think, if yeah. he can summon the rain gods he might get the game called off bring down mighty shower <laughs> As I don't, the rain gods are angry and their tears fall upon us bolt of lightning penetrate ball and bust it <laughs> <laughs> but no doesn't happen and it bounces over his head uh, into the back of the net it's there 4-2 Rovers have had it now they've welcomed Roy back with their first defeat of the season the bastards that's, that's how it's looking isn't it that's how it's looking as the uh, ball bounces into the net I, I noticed the um, advertising hoardings hmm. behind the goal at Mel Park which is something we haven't spoken about before but it's fascinating because they can't really use real life brands, yeah, because they're not licensed to do so. Well, they've got their so tie up with Gola, haven't they? They've got the they've shirt got Gola, by so Gola, and the Gola is something that they've got an official relationship. With, so that's Gola's got an exclusivity. With them. But the rest are all made up. So as it bounces into the net here, there's an advert for Ronaldsons, and I like it because <laughs> it's like in those days, advertising and marketing was less sophisticated, so they didn't think of anything other than just. Right, how much, how much does it cost to buy one of the hoardings on a football pitch at Mel Park? It costs you 500 quid. Right, I'm calling from Ronaldson's. We would like to buy a hoarding. What do you want written on it? Well, what do you think? Ronaldson's. Ronaldson's. <laughs> well, what do you do? Never you fucking mind, mate. Just stick it on there. That's for people well, to worry about. <laughs> do you want a phone number or anything at all, a slogan or an address? Just fucking put the name down, cunt, right? That'll be enough. I know what you're like. You're trying to squeeze more money out of us. Nope. The hoarding's the hoarding, sir. Once you bought <laughs> it, you put what you want on it. Yeah, we'll fucking put Ronaldson's on it. People will fucking work it out for themselves. They're not idiots. If they know who we are, they know, and they'll come anyway. If they don't know, they'll look into it. They'll ask their mates at the match. Yeah, if they've got Ronaldson's anything about in? them... If they've got anything about them, they'll do a bit of digging and find out. And if, if they ain't got anything about them and they're dozy cunts, we don't want them anyway. We fucking want them anyway. <laughs> We're overworked as it is. And that is kind of a bit what Top Flight Time Machine's like. A bit like that, yeah. 
We don't you want no do dozy cunts. If you want to fucking do some digging, find out what we're like, you know, might like it, fine, welcome. If not, fuck off. I saw someone recommend us to their pal or another podcaster on Twitter yesterday. Yeah. And they said, you should yeah. give Top Flight Time Machine a listen, it's great. And the fellow went, give it oh, to you go. Know like? He went, you know what it's like? I've got hundreds of podcasts, I've got a backlog. And I thought, oh, fuck you then. Don't fucking listen. <laughs> oh, I'll try and get round to it. Yeah, I, fuck when off. people go, I, I find it, I find it annoying when people who I know, like mates, go, "Oh yes, your podcast." Um, I'm really sorry, I haven't got round to listening to it yet. Like I've asked them to, I go, "Don't fucking bother." And yeah. they go, "Why?" I said, "Well, there's fucking enough things to do. What do you want to listen to my podcast?" Oh, Literally, what I'm thinking is, you won't fucking get it anyway. You can't. <laughs> sorry, fucker. Listen to fucking off menu where they're all where there's celebrities talking about what they'd order in a fucking restaurant. That's more your speed, cunt. <laughs> hey, right, right. we're dealing, we're tackling big shit here, not fucking <laughs> olives and prawns, right? We're tackling the big fucking issues, both current and historical. This isn't fucking ephemera, this is a fucking lifestyle choice, this. Yeah, fucking, oi, all in or not in at all. Yeah. Go big or go fucking home, cunts. So, yeah, uh, the ball's at the back of the net, uh, then it's, it just ends there. Uh, it says next week and a complete fucking spin out of nowhere. It says the net is closing in on Roy's would be killer. No indication about yeah. what's going to happen well, in this match. We're back well, on the fucking Well, I think they've just suddenly realised we can't just leave it. The cunt was shot quite a few weeks ago. He nearly died. He was shot in the fucking head. Yeah. Right. And we've been so focused on Alf Ramsey and and the aftermath on the pitch. We we can't we can't leave this unresolved. Some cunt shot Roy in the head. We need to fucking reveal who it, it is. It needs to be done, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it needs to be fucking done. If not, what are we showing the kids who read this comic? You know, <laughs> you can get away with it as long. About. You get away with it as long as you do it in a darkened room and then fuck <laughs> off on a motorbike. <laughs> so yeah, that's coming up next week. Um, I'm gonna give that. I give that a nine. I enjoyed that. I give it a nine. I enjoyed the action, the on-field action, and yeah. I enjoyed Duncan Mackay's um, muscular thigh, His thigh and yeah. treaties on the struggles of early motherhood. <laughs> I've forgotten about that already, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it for this one. We'll be back with another one next week. Thank you very much for listening. Fuck off. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.